I've always felt though, it's like if you're watching someone with any craft and you see like such a high level of competence and like they know what they're doing and, and you can see like a lot of intent with it that you should respect it regardless of the medium. All right, we're here in the studio with our featured guest, Dominic Sagona, DJ, professional rollerblader, and 3D generalist. Dominic, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me, man. It's my, my pleasure. Yeah, so um, let's talk a little bit about how uh, you and I met. Um, I kind of got connected with your uh, business partner, Wes, and, and DJing, and you know that, that's kind of how like, we know each other from like working with that. And how did you get started with like DJing exactly? Like, Where did that come about for you? Yeah, Wes found you at a gig. Yeah, yeah. He mentioned you as soon as he met you. He's like, oh, I know this guy is cool. He's like, I think he'd be a good fit yeah. for a DJ. <laughs> um, so I, I think you just asked... How I met Wes, was it, or got into DJing? Well, yeah, how you got into DJing exactly and <laughs> okay. how you guys got into that business. Um, well, I've known Wes for a long time. Like, we're, we're old childhood friends, so I've okay. known him since, like, we're probably, like, 10. Oh, wow. And so we're, like, we're, I mean, I don't know how long. I don't want to reveal his age, maybe. <laughs> um, but, no, we're both around 40, so we've known each other for a long time. I got into DJing, ooh, uh, maybe junior high school. Okay. Like, mostly, like, rave scene. And like mm -hmm. through that like party scene um so i've been doing that a long time weddings last 10 years yeah maybe they pay better than local la club gigs right sure. yeah <laughs> you know so <clears throat> after a while um of just doing that and just kind of running that hustle it's like you get to a point where like you need to you need to find the balance of doing something that you love and that's what, what financially yeah that's like financially viable but you can still do something that's creative and um that you find joy in um, so that's kind of where that balance came into play. I was, I was living in Arizona at the time and Wes has always been a musician, but I've been DJing for a long time. And I was like, ah, oh, what are you doing? We were catching up on the phone. He's like, oh, I'm DJing now. I was like, you're DJing. I was like, I should be DJ. DJing. I've been doing this forever. <laughs> You've been playing guitar. I was like, you got to hook me up. So he got me a job, uh, with this other company. And that's how I kind of got into doing weddings and stuff like that. And then, you know, maybe five, six years ago, we started our, our own business, uh, Good Mood. Um, and we've just kind of been doing that ever since. Nice. Yeah. Are you from LA? Are you from the Los Orange Angeles County. Area? Orange County. Orange County. Yeah. Okay, so Southern, Calib uh, uh, Southern, Southern California. California. <laughs> born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So everywhere from Orange County to like San Diego County, Los Angeles County. Yeah. All, all soak out. Nice. So Dom, how do you think like living in um, Southern California has like influenced you like as an artist and as an athlete? Like I know you've been rollerblading. Um, you know, tell, tell me a little bit how you got into that. Yeah. Um, so this Southern California is kind of where, I guess, like what was called like aggressive skating, you know, rollerblading, um, street skating, um, was kind of uh, born. So like a lot of the biggest yeah. pros came from Southern California. So I was really lucky in that regard. Like it's a very much the right place, right time thing. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously uh, invaluable in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. You know, it's it's yeah, it's like being like a like a West Coast hip-hop artist or rapper like if you're living in in east la yeah, or yeah. la it's like you're in you're in the spot or you know so mm -hmm. very much in that regard in that vein you know it's kind of invaluable like that because because you could be a you know phenomenal skater but for a long time if you're not in the pocket with the right people in the right place you yeah. know you won't you won't get picked up as fast or mm -hmm. things won't you know might, might not move as quickly 
sure. for you. I imagine it's competitive too, you know. Oh, of course. Like pushing yourselves and. Uh, yeah, it's like any discipline. Yeah. You know, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very much like that's what actually drew me towards rollerblading. Mm. Um, not, it's not a team sport. Sure. You know, yeah. it's all self-reliant, like how far you push yourself and. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the, the the draws for people who are into sports like that. It's like mm -hmm. you're, you're not reliant on a team or someone else. It's like it's all it's all on you. Yeah. Like how how you, much you're willing to travel? Yeah. Like what, you got, like what do you got in you? Like yeah. what do you got? You know. And then you also get to impart your own um, your own kind of flavor, like your own delivery to it, like any other art. You know, whether it's like say you're a, a lyricist or a hip hop artist or a dancer, or, you know, even. Uh, like a director, any type of artist or painter, whatever medium it is, yeah, you, know, yeah. you get to put yourself in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, tell me about your first like experience, like rollerblading. Like do you, what, what got you into that exactly? Oh, first, I mean, I was nine or 10. Yeah. You know, so I've been skating a long time. <laughs> I, mean, I started on quads and then new rollerblades for Christmas. And then I just did that every day, like after school till sundown. Awesome. Just go out, skate every day. And then you just do something long enough. You love something long enough. You get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like with anything else. Yeah. It's kind of like me. I, I started out when I was nine skating on ice, okay. not, not here. Yeah. Growing up in Canada, though, you know, the winter sports okay. are very, you know, prominent, you know, but if I grew up down here, I, maybe it would have been the same. Maybe I would have been on rollerblades. You know? yeah. So yeah. you're competent on, on, a, on a pair of skates. On, on, on the ice, at least. They're pretty close. Like, yeah, I don't I, ice skate I, often. I've rollerbladed around, but I've never uh, spent that much time on wheels. Yeah, but there's it's just a it's an inline yeah like you're you know they're all in a, in a track. straight line yeah yeah <laughs> track you yeah. know i'm sure you could put on skates and be fine yeah like, can you yeah, roll yeah, i'll have to maybe go sometime yeah <laughs> can you roll a win well i can yeah i get around uh you know i i can i can ice skate without I've falling seen, yeah, i've seen marcus on the ice yeah. once uh, twice, yeah. I, i'd like to pick it up again I, I had um you know i had a cousin that i like looked up to and um he was very much into like skateboarding and um, I wasn't allowed a skateboard as a kid because mm. it was like too dangerous, right? I think I had that same rule. But I, you I had, allowed to. I wasn't allowed to. No, no. My parents were like way too nervous for me to get wrecked. Like um, I, I had some rollerblades though, and I and I remember like trying, and I, I brought some to a um, to to a skate park like a, a like downtown, like where I grew up in Michigan, Grand Rapids, mm. and. Um, Man, I was so intimidated by everybody who was like there. Like, I don't know. It was kind of like when I saw like everybody like skateboarding and stuff. There was like nobody rollerblading. Like, it just wasn't a thing. Sure. Was, yeah. So mm. like, I was I was just like nervous. I'm just like, you know, avoiding the ramps. I'm going like around the, <laughs> the rails and stuff. And yeah. like my cousin, he's doing like all this cool stuff on the the, the pipes and, um. Yeah, so so it really did. It was like a fun activity, like for me. But I was I was more into bike riding, man. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a it was it was kind of like scary for me, like as a kid. But um, well, it's scary being thrown into a skate park yeah. like that because uh -huh. not only um, are you like put in front of everyone being on stage and you're expected to perform, mm -hmm. um, even not even if it's not at a high level. At the same time, you're like oh, I'm the black sheep. I'm the only dude. Yeah. Yeah, on rollerblades, yeah. everyone yeah. else is on the skateboard, so that's like the double whammy. Yeah. Did <laughs> you, you know? have an experience like that? Like, what was it like, um, like, like for you when you went to like a park or like oh, a there's new a, area? There's always a stigma, like mm -hmm. a long time uh, against rollerbladers, uh, rollerbladers, you know, largely from the skateboard uh, community. But that, yeah, you know, it's kind of waned through the years. It's kind of become like an antiquated or kind of okay. kind of a. a it's just not a great perspective to hold anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but there was a lot of that growing up. Um, not so much anymore. You, know, you get kind of used to it. Okay. Like, sure. It's like I've been doing that for, it's been like that the whole time. So it's like I'm used to it. Um, I've always felt though, it's like if you're watching someone um, with any craft and you see like such um, a high level of competence and like they know what they're doing and, and you could see like a lot of intent with it that you should respect it regardless of the medium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just seeing people like in their element, you know, yeah. doing something they're passionate about. And, yeah. Yeah. Seeing, you know? seeing that talent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but do you feel like you've applied that like um, that, that same sort of like moral to like your your other art forms? Yeah, I mean, I think I've learned a lot, like just from um, from doing something like long enough, um, something that's physically um, brutal, like mm-hmm. on the body, like you yeah. get hurt, you know, you get, so you have to you have to endure that, and you fall, fall you, you get, get hurt, up. you have to get up, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's there's a lot of life lesson within that, mm-hmm. you know. And then doing something long enough, and then carrying it through to like a professional standard. Um, there's also um, things that you learn there that you could apply to other disciplines as mm-hmm. well. So there's they're just kind of like life lessons that you can apply, not just to art, but just to maybe how you live your, your life in general. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, sure. Yep. Yeah. There's something about that falling down. That's yeah. Like, yeah. You, know. <laughs> you got to get back up. Get back up. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. So how, how did you get into like the art of being um, a 3D journalist? Because, you know, you showed me hmm. some stuff that you were working on. And I was just like blown away by like. OK, yeah, we, uh, I think I showed yeah, you, you were showing me like some maps and um, okay. you know, different like designs, like architecture. And um, well, I've always been super creative, like before after DJing, I got into music production. So I did that for a long time, for, like good part of 10, 12 years, um, released on some drum bass labels and had a few releases, did that. But creatively that kind of started to become stagnant and mm. so i was looking for other outlets and i just kind of i was like oh maybe i'll play around with some 3d stuff and then you just go through that rabbit hole mm. and just ended up doing that i ended up getting because like to write music to write good music takes a long time yeah, yeah. at least for me like i'm not um i'm not that that competent i could see like other artists and they're really good you know you could just see like some people are just better at certain things so for me it would take a long time it's a very long-winded process mm-hmm. to get something that's of good quality or that I feel is a good standard. Okay. But with like visual arts, it was, it was a much quicker turnaround. So you're getting that dope. Yeah, you're getting uh, the dopamine quick, yeah, uh, yeah, hit yeah. quicker. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. so I could do something for a couple of days and get that same high that would take me something for like four months. I'm like, oh, this is, this feels better. So you know, I ended up uh, getting to that a little bit. And you know, there's a huge rabbit hole visual arts like you could do game design or motion graphics or visual effects visual yeah, yeah there's so many different avenues you know within that so it's fun you know i'm still i still explore a lot of them but and tons fun. of demand too for all that kind of stuff especially with video being so prominent and stuff yeah like. and there's yeah, so, yeah yeah it's it's been um you I know mean, i'm kind of finding my niche a little bit but yeah that's also part of the discovery process is like what works for me mm-hmm. what do i like you know where do i fall in naturally and it's also um gratifying and fulfilling mm-hmm. you know at the same time nice i'm sure you guys went through the same steps like to end up here oh and yeah i want to shoot yeah for sure know? it's like any any creative mm-hmm. goes through, or you know anyone who's producing something mm-hmm. you have to go through those steps yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean i i mean i'm tr- i transitioned from being a professional skater uh, yeah doing shows performing on ice getting into more of my video okay. work and, and doing this kind of stuff so it's definitely also been a transition figuring out uh what I love and don't love about certain yeah. parts of the process and what I want to do more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I can relate to that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got fortunate just working with, um, like a, a production company, like outside of a work, like through a coworker that I met. Um, and we got into just editing podcasts. Um, 
and got into like field recording and you know mm. i was like oh you know i kind of want these to like kind of like combine a little bit so like when aaron came to me with the idea for this project i was like oh this is perfect we get to like record live and i get to like you know produce a podcast so yeah yeah network with just all kinds of different artists and yeah. people i mean there's just a lot of uh, creativity in this place and nice to see it come together and get to know those people yeah, yeah it's a culmination of, of all the things that you already picked up and learned and, and like to do yeah yeah, cool. yeah just piecing it together yeah. yeah so talk to me a little bit about um music production then like what um what was that bug that bit you you know like i know mm. everybody kind of has like their uh their own like story for like how that starts for them uh well it was like it was it's just kind of like being a young kid and partying and then going to like raves okay. and going mm -hmm. out to parties you know and then but the creative like producer, pardon me, the, the guy that likes to make things. So well, how do you do that? Like, mm -hmm. how, how is that done? You know, anytime I'm watching or I'm looking at something or I hear something, I'm always picking it apart. Like, oh, how would you synthesize that? How would you create that? So I think that's kind of how that started. I'm like, oh, how would you do that? Let's start playing with it. Let's start playing with things. So, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what what's like your, your genre of choice? Like if you like... Um you know, like, like, like things that you like, I, I know that you like talked about like some hip hop stuff and like as a DJ, like you have a very like versatile ear, but do you have like a favorite that you like to compose? Um, oh, I, I mostly produce drum and bass. So I don't know if you guys are, f are familiar with that genre at all. Uh, I am a little bit, but I'm not, I wouldn't call yeah, myself yeah. Uh, an aficionado. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a niche, but it's, it's just a specific, um, genre of electronic music. Okay. Yeah. 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 So mo mostly in that camp, but I like to play with a little bit of everything. It's like, once you can kind of paint or, you know, you could grab sounds and you could synthesize things and make things from the ground up, it's good to kind of experiment with different tempos and different, you know, aesthetics and yeah, yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Once you have that bass and you know, yeah, what, what, you know how to play, you can do anything with yeah, it. That, yeah. That's where it becomes fun. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, oh, let's do this. Or what if I do, you know, do it like this? You know, once you have that competence then you can kind of um, manipulate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And was music production, was that something that was also like self-taught for you? Yeah, yeah. Everything okay. I've done has is, is just been self-taught. So lots of, like I just said at the top, like lots of, lots of tutorials. Yeah, lots yeah. Of, yeah. But when I got into that, there, it, there wasn't as much um, available, like readily available. Like now you can go on, there's like Patreons and people have, mm -hmm. you know, uh, like courses you can get. Like they have all like the master classes yeah, yeah, that you yeah. see, you know, like yeah. not, it was none of that. It was like you have to meet someone, you have to like, um, like a, like an organic direct yeah, network old <laughs> yeah old school like all right how she how, how should you be running um you know how do you run a compressor at what ratios you know how what's proper eqing that you have to learn or you have to or actually read mm -hmm. you know go buy a book yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> on music engineering and you know, mixing <laughs> yeah yeah imagine that right it's so it's so uh it's like so analog mm -hmm. like now you know now you just go digitally go on your phone okay like youtube video mm -hmm. how to so quick yeah yeah i, I gotta think though like having that having that knowledge and that that base of like knowing how how it actually works and how sure. like that analog perspective and experience like just puts you way ahead of the game now compared to a lot of people who have maybe just jumped in you know later on and don't really know the the how and the why behind mm -hmm. stuff yeah and it's like there's also it's just the uh it's it's just grinding for something mm. you know from from the ground up and like I don't, I don't know maybe that if this is a far jump, but it's like kind of earning that knowledge. Sure. And it's like now people can just use, like even in the art community, they can just generate things with AI. Mm. Like yeah, image yeah. generators, like they mm -hmm. don't have to learn anything, like, you know, composition, fundamentals, like. Yeah, just click of a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like anything, anything just about art fundamentals, you know? And it's the same thing with like what, like 
chat GPT. Like kids now can just go and like write up their homework. Oh, they don't have to yeah, learn anything. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> you know, like, like they just print the essay on whatever, colonialism and mm -hmm. whatever, and then it's done. Your homework's done. You don't have to do the work yeah, yeah. to learn something. There's, Borderline there's dangerous. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's value yeah. There's that. value in the grind. And lessons, you know, yeah. probably that you learn learning that. Along the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, um, I want to hear more about your, uh, your, your rollerblading uh, career, okay. dude. Yeah, for sure, because that's something that's phenomenal. You told me that you went pro when you were how old? 15 16 okay yeah 15 16 um incredible yeah just like so being in the hub um meaning like southern california um and just having like some close friends those close friends knew some of the biggest pros in the industry at the time so we'd go out on a session and then they would be there to show they would show up and be there yeah that's you know it's an invaluable opportunity so you know just by proxies they see you skating and then you mm -hmm. know end up getting picked up and then you get on you know one big team and then the other things just kind of snowball so that's like we talked about before that was um you know just like the invaluable part of being in southern california mm -hmm. you know being exposed to just the core of the industry just in terms of talent and then also where, where the companies are actually or where they're actually located okay yeah so that started at, at 16 and then just been doing, I did that through about 30 professionally. And then I retired mm -hmm. at 30, took, took, took maybe eight, nine years off. And I started skating like a year and a half, two, two years ago again. Okay, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, is there like a lot of like touring involved? Like you oh, said that you joined like a, like a team. A, um, a team and then, yeah, is that kind of what, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very much the same model as any professional um, sport. But yeah, it was lots of touring. And from, like I said, like 16 through 30, it was just endless touring, but international touring. So a lot of opportunity to travel the world. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Which was fantastic. But like touring so frequently that I'd be begging my sponsors, like, can we just not go anywhere? For like a little <laughs> like, bit. Please. Like, yeah. Yeah, then they'd be telling, no, just go to this one more event, one more contest, one more tour. I promise next year's, you know, we'll, we'll recognize your efforts and it'll, it'll be shown in your paycheck. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, lots of touring, lots of um huge opportunity, you know, at that age. My my teachers would trip out. I mean, they were they were they were really cool too. Cuz I would leave for weeks at a time. Uh -huh. And they just pass all my work like really? in high school. Yeah, they, oh, just, they were cool. super cool. But I'm also like coming to school, like, show, like showing up with like pro products, like boxes of skates with my name on them and like oh, you know, cool. clothing and like the you know, the whole nine. So like they're recognizing that um you're out working. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're, not, you're not just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're showing up with magazines. You're on the cover. You have like big interviews. Like there's public. There's things happening. So really fortunate in that regard. They they were super cool. Cool about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Was there a particular skater that you really looked up to? That's how I got sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. So there's um these. I mean, you know, he ended up being my mentor. Uh, and you know, obviously now lifetime uh, lifelong friend, my buddy Josh. Um, his. his you know, I love him to death, but his ego is what got me sponsored because I, I loved and admired his skating so much that I would go out and try to copy him to the tip of the T. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I get done with the trick and be like, did I look like him? And I dress like him, like the whole thing, like the whole nine, you know? Yeah. And then one day he showed up on one of these sessions that we were just talking about. So, you know, friend of a friend and he, sure. he, be, he was at the session, but he watched me skate and I looked just like just him. Like him. Yeah, and Josh is a little egotistical. He's like, I like his skating because <laughs> I, I just skated like him. So then he ended up picking me up and he was, he was really huge at the time. So that snowballed and 
you know, I ended up getting on, on a lot of big companies from there. That's cool. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah, I, I did have people I looked up to and that's how, I, that's how it worked out for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Not everyone, like you say, you like, you kind of modeled your style after him. Yeah. Not, not many people then get the opportunity to like work side by side with that person. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up working side by side with him for a few years. He, yeah. a lifelong friend. Yeah. He's a good guy. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So with, with your skating, I know you have your, your clothing line yeah. and you have your own, uh, I don't blades. Is that the right yeah, way to sure. go? Yeah. 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 yeah so sure. talk to me, talk to me about that. How yeah. Get started? Um, so like we spoke about earlier, like I kind of took a break from skating and then I reached out to USD, who's the, uh, the manufacturer of these skates. Okay. Um, and I was like, Hey, Matias, he's the owner. I was like, hey, I need some skates. I want to start skating again. And, you know, I, I, I was with them for, for years and years. So it, you kind of get like the, uh, I don't know, we kind of get like the, the, I don't know what the, what the way to put it is, but we kind of get, um, like a lifetime sponsorship type thing. Cause we've sure. been with them for so long. So yeah, you guys always get skates. It's fine. Yeah. So I hit him up for some skates and he's like, Hey, we should do a pro skate for you for, um, for their 25 year anniversary. So okay. 25 years as a company, they wanted to do a pro Dominic Sagona skate to celebrate it. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'm down. Um, I was like, well, maybe I should skate a little bit. <laughs> so I'm not, Get back into so it. I'm not completely like, I don't look like, like, you know, I don't, I don't look terrible. Right. You know? So then that actually just, I just ended up falling into it again. Like I ended up, oh, I'll go out and I'm actually having fun. Okay. So yeah, I ended up doing that. Um, and then that snowballed into, well, if we're going to release a skate, let's release it ourselves and let's distribute it ourselves. So, you know, we ended up handling uh, all of the U.S. distribution for the skate and we let USD handle all of the, the European distribution. They're located in Germany. So they handle all of that. So, all right, if we're going to handle all the U.S. distribution, you know, if we're going to sell them. You know, we need a website. Well, if we have a website, we might as well sell some other things too. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's make, you know, maybe we'll make some shirts or something. Well, if we're going to make some shirts, make some jackets, <laughs> so make some hats, yeah, let's make yeah. some hats, you know. And I'm like, all right, well, if we're doing that, I was like, well, I, you know, I have, I have this huge, you know, 3D, not huge, but I have, you know, I have this skill set where I can make my own promo and everything. So, I was like, well, we might as well do the ads and all the CG work for it too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, because I want it to be how I want it, you know, it's, yeah. it's my name. It's like, it's got to be. Ended up, ended up turning into like this huge, long, long-winded long. project. Yeah, it took so long, like, you know, better part of a year to do, get it all going. But yeah, just like super snowball. Yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of got to use like all aspects of what you're doing all of your on skills. one project. Yeah, that's, that's, what, cool. that's, what, that's what made it super fulfilling. It was like, you know, your physical skill set and then your 3D skill set, like everything really culminating into one, into one thing and like, you know, kind of a bigger project, which was cool. And then it wasn't just me. Like there, there's a team. There's me, um, Michael Martino. He's a really talented designer. He's like, was he? His uh, like head of product design at TikTok. So really talented UI and graphic designer. Um, and he handled like all the website okay. um, for us for the brand. And then he also he's also had some other projects um, with clothing, like sourcing. Like he was just really proficient in that area. So he did like all the logo work, like all like sourced all the clothing, just handled all that. So that was instrumental mm-hmm. and just making things happen uh, in that regard and then the other part of the team was Richard Johnson my buddy um and like you guys he works in media so like filming mm-hmm. and and uh, media production stuff like that so he handled everything in that regard like all the ads and and all okay. the filming and all the promo and everything like that and then he also handles um he's also the head of the distribution in the US so he also distributes for other brands and everything like that so he handles the distribution for the skates. Nice. So you have a good support team. We have, too, yeah, uh, yeah. There's no way I could do all that on, on my own. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it's, it's a huge team effort. Yeah. yeah, clear. And it wouldn't be, the project wouldn't have um, been of the standard, of the quality standard that, that, it, that it was at launch without 
without three dudes working on it, you know. What goes into like designing a skate? Like how did how did you make that your own? Your own? Yeah. 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 yeah so um well USD already has um different molds that they'll have on hand, you know. For okay. for me, like I'll try different ones that I like. And then you can kind of alter it from there, but you're not going to really produce your own mold from the ground up. That's just too expensive. So it's usually like color combinations, maybe materials and things like that. So okay. um, that would differentiate yours from, say, another skate that's sitting on the shelf. Mm. You know, so you might change the liner, which is, you know, uh, the boot that your foot goes in that's inside of the plastic shell. So you mm. might change the materials and like the footbed and um, things like that. You know, how it heat molds and just lacing system, just a lot of cosmetic and material um, adjustments and, um, fine tuning those elements, you know, and the same, um, the same approach for, for everything on the outside. So for the shell, you know, how hard it is, the plastics for the sole, for the frame, what kind of wheels, what types of urethane, how hard they are, what colors, everything like that. So with all of those different things, um, fine tuned, that's what would differentiate, you know, this pro skate versus that other skate that's sitting on the market. Yeah. You, you call it a certain type of skate. What was it? Oh, so for my model, um, it's it's called the USD Sway. Sway. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just the the name of that that boot that model name. Yeah, it's not it's not. Yeah, it's just like the mold okay. of it. Yeah, yeah the, the mold. mold. It's just called the Sway. Is there a, is there like a particular skill set that that the Sway is is used for particularly, like tricks or? Yeah. So like any, um, it'd be like like there's a huge different like there's so many different bikes sure. that you could buy so you could buy right, right, a bike right. that's like a road bike mm -hmm. or like uh, an off-road bike or a mountain bike so of mm -hmm. course it's it's geared for street skating yeah and then even within that realm of street skating there's a multitude of different models that you can get and then that one is still unique um you know in the sense that it's not going to perform like the next street skate you know might you know and that all um you know that choice of what street skate I'm gonna pick. You know, all boils down to the person and the and the rider. Mm. You know, so it's just like picking a shoe or, or you know, it's it's just another fine tuned element within a street skate okay. you know, or another niche street yeah. skate. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. And you said that um, you know you worked with a team of people like on this project, um, and it sounds like that was like vital to like the the production, right? So. Um, when did you have, did you have like a realization, I guess, um, when you knew how important it was to like collaborate with people or like work as a team? Like, cause I know that that's not like a, a lot of people, they come out, um, like if they move from one place to come out to Los Angeles, they might try to go it alone, might try to freelance mm -hmm. alone, um, you know, gig on your own, whatever it is. But, um, at one point in your life was that important, you know, teamwork? Yeah, it just I actually just kind of happened organically. Like we're all buddies and we talk regularly and we all kind of skate together. Like they're all also pro skaters. So mm -hmm. um, we all skate together. Um, I was ori originally just going to build the website like on by yourself, like Wix or something like that. Yeah, okay. by myself, you know, and I started doing mock ups and Mike was like, yo, let me help you with this. I was like, great. Like, cool. Like, let me, yeah, help me out. And then when we started like discussing clothes and, and ideas, he's like, here, let me. Because you know he's a professional, and you know in that regard, he's like, "Here, let me let me help you." This one's great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, you know. And then with with Richard, you know, we've been filming and working together for years, so that just kind of organically happened. Okay, yeah, it just kind of fell into place. Cool, you know, having three buddies and everyone just kind of took took their role, took their role, yeah, naturally, you know. And also felt good. It's like I'm, you know, I'm happy to <clears throat> work out the deal, or you know, to pay them for, you know 
pay them for their work too, you know, which also made um, it that much more fulfilling. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it'll just kind of fell into place. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, originally I wanted to try it on Yona, but it's like, yeah. Well, like you said, like working with people who had like, specialties in certain areas, it helped help bring the whole project, you know, elevate yeah. the whole project. Yeah. 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 Makes, it makes more sense. Like, you know, you hire a professional for, the, for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's my opportunity to have someone do something for me. Great. Yeah, yeah. Like sweet. Yeah, stoked. Like it's always me. It's always me doing everything. Like, you know. I'm great. As long as you guys have like a like minded like perspective, you know, you know that the project is gonna come together like how you expect. So Yeah. That's cool. Um well tell me about like what influences you like day to day, whether they're, you know, um artists, it's music, it's you know, athletes or like anything at all. Like what what keeps you motivated in like the art world? Ooh, in the art world, other artists. Yeah. yeah, I'll just I'll just go through like a huge my feed of just crazy digital art and just yes. yeah, just see what's going on and get inspired like that. I'll try something like that or have a different take on it or you know, flip something around. Uh music, a lot of electronic music. I like I like really sharp, razor sharp beats. So Okay. A lot of electronic music I like. Um as far as like athletics, um a lot of my early inspiration came from like martial arts. And like b-boying, like break dancing, stuff oh, like that. Okay. So I like to inf- infuse that into my skating early mm. on. So that was a that was, yeah, super um, influential um, during like really informative and and uh, years where I was developing my style and my approach and okay. kind of delivery and like how I wanted it, wanted to present things. I remember where I watching uh, one one trick on your Instagram where you're skating and then you. You uh, jump and do like a two foot push off of a tree. Oh, okay. And it, uh, uh, it's, <laughs> it's gotta be an old it, clip. It, it, it reminded me like it's like very parkour, but in, uh, yeah. In yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of pulling. I was always, I always try to tell people this, um, you know, particularly within the skate world. I found, at least for me, that um, it's more valuable to pull outside influences and then kind of infuse that into your skating because that's what will differentiate you from the next man or the next skater, Hmm. you know, instead of looking at another skater and trying to imitate that, then you're just kind of a copy of a copy. But if you're pulling from other things and now it's something new, you know, and you can maybe, you maybe apply that to any discipline I would think. And then like another point of successful, what I would call successful point of reference, I had a buddy, um, you know, maybe one of the most influential, biggest skaters who ever did it, but his name was Dustin Latimer. But at the time he was pulling his inspiration from race car racing and driving, oh. like the way he would like apex and like hit and turns stuff. and stuff like that. Mm. And then if you know that and you go back and look at his footage, you'd be like, oh, okay. Mm. You could see it. So that was really fun to watch him um, kind of like develop that mindset. And then, you know, you start to watch him manipulate and, and kind of approach it like that. So yeah, and this was years ago, a long time ago. Yeah, Old and man, <laughs> you said that yours, um, your influence came some from breakdancing and, and martial arts. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I know. I think that's really cool. Like, what what kind of martial arts was it? Just like professional, or was it like the Hollywood movies kind of? Like yeah, just like, yeah, like a lot of that. Yeah, yeah a lot of that. You know, pro- probably really like commercial by okay. by by maybe a martial arts. Uh, purist standard, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm just like an outside looking Still like, influential. You know, Bruce Lee movies. Uh, I'm more of a Ninja Turtles guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, it was the way Donatello did it. You know? yeah. 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 No, yeah. So it was probably very uh, layman in that regard, but you know, just just the whole aesthetic, mm-hmm. 
you know, the whole ninja aesthetic, you know, like apply that to your skating, you mm -hmm. know? So, yeah. That's cool, man. Well, you were, you said you retired, you know, from professional skating when you were 30. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I just retired a year ago from, from my performing career yeah. moving on at 35. Yeah. What, what made you, uh, I mean, for me, I, I was competitive skater until okay. I was 28. Um, so I went quite long in my competitive yeah. career. Um, kind of went into shows just to try to like find the love again Yeah. for the sport, Recently. enjoy it, enjoy the travel that comes with touring Yeah. and stuff like that. And just, yeah, kind of enjoy skating and just being and going around and, uh, recently, uh, yeah, I did it for about six years. Okay. I toured for six years. Um, loved it still, still love it, but also felt like I was ready to, to move on, to move on to the next chapter. And you know, the, again, the body can only do, do so. certain things for so long too. And you know, it gets harder and harder every year to, you know, maintain that. And, um, yeah, I just felt like I was in a really good place to move on and had projects and other things I wanted to do lined up. So it just felt very, pretty natural, um, for me, but I know you said you kind of took a hiatus doing other things, but you've come back to it. Yeah. What, is there something that, uh, really motivated you to come back to it or that you feel like made, made you want to get back on the, back in your skates? Uh, you know, it's, it's always been a big social thing for me. So is just going fun? out with friends yeah. and kind of like catching that vibe. Um, it's fun. It's like very comparable to like a b-boy circle where everyone's like in a circle and you do something you're like oh, I'm next and yeah. you come out okay, and, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you kind of put your flex forward. So it's very much like that. It's like what a skate session will feel like. So like okay. someone hits, hits a trick or something like, oh, okay, like and then mm -hmm. you come out and do your thing, you know? So that for me has always been, um, the big draw Yeah, like that. So if I'm not skating with, with my friends and I'm like, it's, it's, it's not nearly as fulfilling. It's just like work at that point. Yeah, like sure. just, I'll put the 360 down. It's just straight work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just connecting back with that community. Yeah. And it's that vibe, that positive vibe that that'll feel like a good session and then like good skating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll come out of that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I imagine you can like apply that to like all your other things too, you know, just that, um, yeah. that, that feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. For me, that's, that's the biggest part. Next part of it, yeah. Cool. Do you ever do you ever get any of the young kids now, like in your position, coming up to you? Yeah. With those sessions and kind of being on the other side of things. Yeah, it's like there's oh man, there's this one kid, Thor, and he's like he's killing it right now. He's dude, and he's like maybe eight, hmm. seven. Oh really? And you could just see it, like because I mean you see like a lot of the young kids skating, like okay, they're just kids having fun with this. Like he's doing things that like we're almost doing. Like he's hmm. really picking it up quick. Um, and he came out and I gave him, I actually gave him some, um, a pair of my new skates and he loves them. So it's been really cool and like an honor that he, that he stoked on them and, and rides them. But yeah, watching him has been crazy. Yeah. And he's just a little kid and like, you just, you watch some kids and you're like, that dude's got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think one of the most like rewarding things, like, um, as an artist of any kind is like when you can like pass something down, something that you've learned yeah. from somebody that, you know, was older than you passing it on to people like there's something special about that um because that, that's what i think is about you know like um, it is just like making a connection with like the next generation you know yeah i've always loved that it's like i used to i used to uh like go and teach skate camps a lot and go like they, they fly me out i could stay there for weeks on end and oh, okay teach kids everything from from the ground up like wake up uh good breakfast stretch morning fundamentals before you get started skating and then we'd have a session together and we do that you know for weeks on end so yeah i love that yeah i love i love teaching and working with kids it's always fun that's cool yeah. 
Well, uh, what are you working on right now? Like, what do you got some, um, mm. you got some projects you're working on that you're excited to release? Mm. Skate wise, I mean, right now we're just focusing on the new brand. So kind of um, just like getting, like seeing that through, you know, finishing that up. Um, work wise, like, you know, there's always, uh, there's, there's art projects and like client work that I'm kind of getting through. I just finished something a couple of days ago for um, this, this digital brand called uh, Drug Receipts. So they do like, um, like it's like an NFT, you buy their NFT and then you get a whole uh, physical wearable that comes with it. So oh, okay. you get it. Yeah. So there's like physical um, perks and then or it's a clothing line basically that you get okay. out of it. So I just finished some work for them, um, like some promo work, uh, 3D promo work. And there's, you know, there's always like client work I'm doing in that regard. But in that, in that space for personal work, I'm always looking for the next thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, you know, I like to do environment work. I like to do motion graphics work. So sometimes it's about picking what you need to do in the endless sea of, of possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the hard part is, is just going, okay, let's do this, mm-hmm. this one thing. So I'm always working on, on, on new things. I don't, I don't know what that, what the next one is, but you know, part of that process is the brainstorming process. Yeah. You know, sitting yeah. down and pulling, you know, making a mood board, pulling inspiration. Okay. I'm going to do this and this. Mm-hmm. So I just finished that project. Uh, the drug receipts one yesterday, the day before. So. Now it's on to the yeah, next. Yeah, now it's on to the next. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta think about it and see what we want to do. All right. Yeah. Well, now I kind of want to hear about your creative process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you talked about like having a visual. Like, does that help you kind of like map things out? Yeah. So it depends on what you're doing, but like for example, um, for a while I got really into doing like material um, authoring. So like what what that is is it's literally like writing a material from the ground up. So like if you go into like a, a video game or an environment, and like you look around, you see a rock or you see you know, these tiles that are on the ground, it's literally authoring that from the ground up. So mm-hmm. making that from nothing, from black and white alpha maps and then, you know, a combination of noises and everything like that. But to make that, yeah, you draw a mood board. Okay, let's pull up all these tiles. Let's look at the, you know, the wear, the the dirt, you know, the shapes, shape language, everything like that. And then you pull up the mood board and you start doing your own thing. So that would be approach to doing that. Okay. Um, and the same thing with environment art. You might pull up um, a scene that, um, you just like, you know, the composition or, you know, how the mountains are shaped or, you know, the grass or whatever. So you pull up all these different elements that you like and start to composite your own thing you know, or, or uh, produce your own thing. You know, but yeah, you start, it'll start with a mood board and, I, and an idea and then kind of working through it, you know, and, you know, that production process is different depending on what you're making, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And you said you're a very visual person. So I imagine the mood board is. Yeah, it helps. Helps refine it, yeah. So you don't mm. detour. Yeah, sure. yeah, Keeps yeah, you yeah. Narrowing the focus. Yeah, like having that, um, I don't know, that rigidity to like not being able to break. You know that rule set. Mm-hmm. You know helps like helps you stay focused and you know helps dictate what you need to do. Okay, cool. For sure, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's fundamental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice man. Well, where can people find your um, your stuff? You know, or your websites, uh, socials. Yeah, um, for the skate stuff, it'll be at Dom Sagona, D O M S A G O N A, um, at Instagram. Uh, for the art stuff, uh, Instagram will be Dominic Sagona Art. Easy enough. Uh, art Station, just Dominic Sagona, D O M I N I C. Cool man. Yeah, easy enough. Nice. Uh, there's one hat on there I saw today that I'm definitely gonna order. Oh yeah, yeah. which one was it? Was it was, uh, was it the tracker? Yeah, or, or, yeah. Uh, trapper. It's called trapper. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. We need that in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I want a jacket, man. Those look cool. Yeah, they, yeah. They came out dope again. That was all Mike, my buddy Mike's doing. He, 
he made it happen in that regard so yeah yeah but they came out cool yeah excited for it yeah cool well dominic dude thanks for being on the podcast thank man. you for having me yeah, yeah no it's my pleasure thank you guys it's a lot of fun